politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So Travis, there was a story you told us recently. Why don't you share it with the audience? Sure. There's a lot of news articles out there about deep fakes. That's when you use AI to generate either a fake image or a fake likeness of someone, uh, typically online. Like, like, like you're right now fake, right? Adam, he's fake right now. That's not really Travis. I'm Travis. Oh, no, that's Travis. You're right. Wait, but you could be talking through Travis. So that's like Travis voice through your... I don't get it. Are you Travis? How do I know yes. this is really Travis? Ask me something only. I would answer. <laughs> okay. Travis. Tell me, have you ever found anything particularly horrifying in maybe a scanner? Yes, I have. And the less said about that, the better. What? Wait, to know it's you, I need to know at least this. What decade was it in? The 1990s. All right, you're in. Yep. So tell us about the, tell us about the uh, AI. Okay, so you can use AI uh, to, in the case of, say, voice or video, take existing footage of someone and then make that into entirely new content. Hmm. Um, the lighter side of that is the actor Val Kilmer, um, who's you know played Jim Morrison in the Doors movie, he was Mad Mardigan and Willow, all that. He uh, lost his voice recently to throat cancer. And thanks to uh, deepfake technology, they set him up with something that he could recreate his own voice. So they could take existing recordings and make that sound like a reasonable facsimile of him so he can, you know, use his voice again. Did it sound like him? Yeah, hmm. it did. And the scary takeaway, though, is that if there's a lot of recording of you uh, out there, that means that you might be uh, susceptible to the same thing. You know, they did it with uh, Barack Obama and uh, not quite a few years ago, but there was a deep fake of Barack Obama rolling around that was just using tons of uh, uh, tape that they had. Funny thing is, I'm pretty sure that was Jordan Peele from Key and Peele because he did. It such was a good Jordan Peele. Yeah, he did such a good impression of him. But they took the video footage of him to make it look realistic. And they've done that with Mark Zuckerberg. And Zuckerberg. Yeah, I remember yeah. the Zuckerberg one. Yep. Oh, the Zuckerberg one was terrifying. But the Jordan Peele one, I thought there was some AI involved with that. Yeah, with the with the video content. So they oh, okay. were able to make it, it match up to have uh, make it look like Obama was saying what Peele was saying. I knew fact. I remembered some AI aspect to it. So, yeah, the moral of the story here is just uh, beware that, uh, especially on dating or social network sites and the like, if you see a, f a photo of someone, that could be completely uh, randomly generated to look like a fairly convincing person um, and be completely fictitious. Right. So that you can tell AI, like, make this person basically, you know, this tall, this amount of good looking, this amount of fit. And right. it will spit out a face and a body. 
Yeah, there's a scary website called thispersondoesnotexist.com where it just randomly generates people based on uh, samples of hundreds of millions of photographs online. And there are a few telltale details on there that if you know how to look, you can say like, all right, that could be a deep fake. But for the most part, it's very, very convincing. Travis, is it possible that I could get recreated with like Richard Gere hair and a George Clooney face or Ooh. maybe a Brad Pitt face. I think we should do it for Adam for his birthday. It's coming up. There we go. I would I would appreciate that. Yeah, we're on it. Hi there. I'm Adam Levin, former director of the New Jersey Division of Consumer Affairs, founder of CyberScout, author of the book Swiped, How to Protect Yourself in a World Filled with Scammers, Fishers, and Identity Thieves. And I'm Bo Friedlander. I love to talk about anything involving the various scams people inflict on me. And I'm Travis Taylor, and I love to inflict scams on Bo. Hey, Bo. And Travis. I want to introduce you to my friend, Loki. Well, his name isn't actually Loki, but for purposes of this show, it is, because the story he's going to tell us is fascinating, it's terrifying, and frankly, we should be protecting him as much as we can, because this is a pretty scary story. Now, is this low-key, like, like not Peppy, or low-key, like the Icelandic god? Bre- Thor's brother. Ah, okay. Loki. That <laughs> Hi, Loki. Hi, how are you? We're doing great. It's good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Loki, where are you from? Uh, I'm from originally outside of Philadelphia, but I have been a New York City resident now for some 21 years. 21 years. So yes. you just started to live there and India. Definitely. Like uh, yeah, I, you, I have a love-hate relationship with New York, if I'm being honest. I think most uh-huh. people do. I can't imagine living anywhere else. But, um, but yeah, in those 21 years, I've accumulated some significant memories. So uh, <laughs> it's been good and bad. <laughs> All right. So what's a major love? Oh, I love the energy of the city. It's, it's even in its lull, even in the pandemic, even in 9-11 times, there was an energy to the city. There was almost a, a resurgence, a rebirth coming out of it. It's, it's fascinating to be involved in, in that and be a part of it and, and to witness it and experience it. I love that about the city. So I've heard a lot about how the city, New York City, is going to experience something like the roaring 20s coming out of the pandemic. What do you think? Listen, I think the pandemic was kind of like a like a like a forest fire, right? Um, hmm. You know, it, it goes through a forest, it brings it down to the ground, and then what you see is a rebirth, a lot of rebirth and a lot of growth. And I absolutely love that, and I think that's absolutely going to happen. So, what do you what do, what do you do with your time these days? Talking podcasts like this? No, I don't actually. <laughs> um, um, well, I do some consulting work, uh, marketing consulting. Um, and that's uh, I had started a, a, a company. A few years back, and uh, that uh, didn't pan out as I'd like. But uh, now I do some marketing consulting, mostly with financial firms. Okay, and 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 you know, and you know Adam, I guess from 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 that world, yeah. I do, yes. In fact, uh, several years back now, probably five or six years, I guess. Adam, I don't know, is that how long it's been? No, it's been about probably. that long, and and yeah, uh, sure. you know, you've been a very good friend of mine and my wife's. And yes. in fact, we just came back from a vacation together a few weeks we ago. Yes, it was fantastic. And I would say one thing about Loki, and that is he's like dinner and a show. (laughs) He is one of the most fun human beings that you could ever possibly meet. 
Loki, I was watching on Instagram, and man, oh man, you did look like you were having fun. You looked like you were I having had a blast. fun. I yeah. had. I, it's hard not to with with Adam and his wife. They, they've been absolutely wonderful friends to me, um, and they are a blast to vacation with and not vacation with to, to just be around. So now I understand you were a pretty decent bowler there. Uh, I have my moments, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was a better dancer on the bowling alley than I was actual bowler, but. Loki was definitely dancing up a storm in the bowling alley. So are we talking like um, Hanna-Barbera kind of like wind up dance, throw the ball kind of dancing? We had some of that. We had, we were channeling some Britney Spears. Um, Nice. Yeah. You know, we were doing a few things. We had the robot going, I think at one point. (laughs) And certainly a lot of people are channeling Britney Spears these days, you know, big, big news in her world. Go Britney, free Britney. I I know that this is, and we're making, we're having fun right now, but I, as I understand it, the story that, that, that you're going to tell us is, is, um, definitely not fun. No. Um, and I promised, uh, in the, in the, in the prep for this, I would not cry, but I feel like an emotional moment coming on again already. Um, so I don't know, I want to go back 10 years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I was used as a catfish. I was the, I was the catfish for someone else, I guess. Uh, so I don't know so let me understand that it. you were used, you were used as the catfish. So catfishing is when a, a scam artist uh, uh, poses as a love interest in order to get, you know, money or something out of, out of, a, out of a victim. So how were you used in that way? So, yeah, you're not, you're not far off. So I was dating someone at the time, um, uh, I met through a dating site. I don't think there were apps then. So I met through a dating site mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm gay. So there's a him involved here, uh, him, mm-hmm. he, uh, with the pronouns, I believe he would still use, but, um, we'll refer to him as Voldemort. Um, so, uh, I don't think I've said his name since this whole thing went down, but, um, so we were dating and I should have known something was up from the beginning, but love is blind, they say. And, um, I chose to ignore some of the signs that would suggest that maybe he wasn't the best person in the world. I seem to Hmm. pick them. Um, but anyway, um, we were dating, I was on a business trip in Chicago and as it turns out, um, he used, he created a fake profile on, well, I don't know if it was called social media, but on this site. Um, and he lured someone else to our apartment, whether it was for a date or what, I have no idea. Yeah. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500 watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means you get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance an electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. 
Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So look, you said there were some red flags. Um, what, what kind of red flags are we talking about? Well, you know, the text messages that happened at odd hours of the evening and, and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I should have known something was suspicious. My friends didn't get the best vibe from him either. You should listen to your friends. Uh, that's for sure, because they have an, a somewhat, they are carrying your best interests at heart and they have yeah. somewhat of an objective view. Um, but, but there were red flags there. Um, he was also, uh, not the nicest person. I also tend to date people that aren't so nice to me, I guess. Oh. <laughs> that's a whole nother show, right? Um, yeah. but anyway, um, yeah. Take us back to the, to what you know happened or. Sure. So I'll do it chronologically. So we were, we were dating. Um, I went on a business trip. We were having some, some relationship troubles. There was some arguing, a lot of arguing going on. We weren't in the best place. I go away to Chicago on business. Thank God I had uh, the receipts and the travel ticket for that. I'll explain later why. Um, mm. I go away, unbeknownst anything was going on. I come back and um, we end up separating around New Year's of whatever year that was. Um, and fast forward to February of the year following, um, around Valentine's Day, the police show up at my door. Now, what actually end up I learned, what actually ended up happening was while I was on this business trip, he created a profile using my picture, my likeness, my information, um, everything that would suggest it was me. And he started chatting, I guess, with someone, and they decided to meet up. And they met up at our or my apartment because he was living with me partially at the time. Um, during whatever activities transpired on that uh, day or evening, um, the, the other gentleman's credit card fell out of his wallet or his pocket or something along those lines. Um, I don't, I'll, I'll spare any details that I may know that might make this show more salacious than it already is. Um, and um, when the gentleman left, um, he didn't realize that he left his credit card behind until a little bit later, at which point he texted my boyfriend at the time and said, oh, I think I left my credit card. And my boyfriend said, we'll leave it, I'll leave it with the doorman. You can come down and you can come back and get it. Well, in that period of time, he chose to write down the credit card number and all of the pertinent details that would make that a viable form of payment for things and proceeded to charge over $50,000 worth of uh, stuff using my computer that I left back in my apartment um, to this guy's credit card. Um, and that's, that's, that's a significant piece of information because that's why the police came looking for me. They came to my apartment in February thinking that they were looking for me. I was the person on the profile. It was my IP address that was used to purchase all the items. 
And um, so they came looking for me because they thought either I had some hand in it or I was the guilty party or what have you. Um, so, so, so that happened. All this stuff started to show up at my apartment. I don't know. The guy was a private chef. He had just gotten a job for, for with a private family and mirrors. This is Voldemort we're talking about? Voldemort, Voldemort yes, or mirrors the, the victim? And, and, and chopping knives and like of the best quality all started to show up at my apartment. And I said, well, where is all this money coming from? Because last I checked, he didn't have all that much. Um, and he said, oh, I got this new job, which he apparently had gotten. Um, and he said, I'm just, you know, I got a bonus, so I'm just buying some things, which I thought was odd to begin with because he had a, he had a partial apartment that he lived in when he wasn't staying with me. Um, I later came to find out that he had a third apartment <laughs> somewhere else in the city. However, um, he was, you know, he was a, he was chronic at this, but, um, anyhow, so, uh, all this stuff started to show up and I was like, whatever, whatever. He decides, he goes, you know what? I think our relationship could use some help. Let's go to Miami for New Year's. Okay. That sounds great. I bought us tickets. We're going to fly into Fort Lauderdale because it's cheaper. And, um, and then he's like, well, we need to figure out a way to get from Fort Lauderdale to Miami. I said, well, my friend lives down there. He can drive us to Miami. So um, we, we are on the plane and we, are, we land. He turns on his phone and it starts to go, whatever. Um, it turns out that it was, it was voicemails from the hotel because the credit card that he had used to secure the, the hotel had been declined. So at this point, I didn't know that then, but at this point, I guess everybody figured out that these were all fraudulent charges being uh, made on the credit card, which was this gentleman uh, who's no longer in the picture. It was his credit card. Um, my boyfriend freaks out thinking that, oh God, maybe the police will be there or whatever, and tells me that we have to fly back to New York right then and there. I was like, wait, well, what, what? I don't understand what's happening. Um, um, he said, Loki, just, um, you know, you got to, we got to get back on the plane. So uh, we checked off the plane. I meet my friend at the pickup and I tell him that we got to get back on a plane. So I buy two return flights back to New York. We're on the plane. And I said, I don't know what's going on here, but we are done. So after this, like, I don't, this is the weirdest thing I've ever, I've ever experienced. Um, so then he moves out on January 1st and then on February 15th, now we're now up to date. Um, the police show up at my door. I was scared to death. I hadn't done as far as I know, anything illegal in my life. I wouldn't steal from anybody. I wouldn't borrow from anybody without asking them. Like, this is just not my MO. Um, and I was a licensed securities rep at the time. Um, so I'm like, Holy smokes, I'm going to lose my job. Um, anyway, um, so I go down to the station and I walk in and the lieutenant hands me a file. You can't see this because this is a podcast, but it's about four inches deep. And he's like, this is your ex's file. And I was like, oh my God. So this isn't the first time that he's done anything like this. So he's and a big criminal. Apparently, yes. He wasn't, he wasn't American. He was not American. He was from South America. Mm. Um, uh, he opens the file and sure enough, there's the profile printed out with my pictures, my information. I had never created this thing. My heart sank. I was like mortified. Um, wow. Wow. Um, and uh, sorry. Um, well, th this, this is an example of what happens when, you know, so many people will sit there and go, nobody cares about me. I'm just a regular person. Why would anybody want to commit some form of identity theft against me. And in this case, somebody very close to you yeah. decided that you were their ticket. Yeah. And it's 
tragic. Which is also often how we do get God is by people who are closest to us. I mean, they do have access to our things. But I'm curious, Loki, when you went to the station, did you think you were going to be arrested? Possibly. At the time, I I didn't know any of this had transpired. I didn't know that a, mm. a profile had been created. I was in what right. I thought was a monogamous relationship. You know, I, we were, I wasn't on any dating sites or, or anything like that. I mean, I had called every lawyer friend I knew going into this visit because I'm like, what, what can happen when I go there? I had never been to a police station before. So you're there and they present you with this reference book of malfeasance. Yes. And they knew this was the dude that you were with, the bad guy, Voldemort. Well, so the guy that, that was robbed or, or fraud was committed against, they showed him a picture of my ex, Voldemort. And they said, is this the guy that answered the door or is this the guy that answered the door? And they said, I never met the guy that's, whose profile it was. I only met Voldemort. Which is so common. Yeah, because yeah. people use pictures that aren't them, They're like, you know, on, on these profiles. So, yeah. so that, that was how they weren't, they weren't lined up to arrest you. They wanted to talk to you. Yes, correct. Also, the reason why Loki may not have understood that at the time is that didn't mean that he might have not been conspiring with the other guy. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a, a come up with documents that showed that I was in on out on a business trip. I mean, it's hard to prove that I wasn't somehow involved, even though if I had the business trip tickets, because that could have all been part of it. But I think over talking right. to me, I mean, I had no file, right? Mm. And this guy had a file that was, you know, four or five inches deep. What they did eventually ascertain was that I was in no way, shape, or form involved. But they then they they then asked me to help catch him. Oh. Which was an interesting wow. twist because I didn't realize what was involved in that. And I knew his I knew his schedule, I knew his whereabouts, I knew just as he knew mine, which which gets even worse. So I knew when he got his haircut, I knew how often he got his haircut, I knew the person he went to get his haircut by, I knew when he was where his place of uh, employment was supposed to be. I also knew where his other apartment, the one that I knew of was in Jersey, which was out of their jurisdiction. So they couldn't do a whole lot in Jersey. Mm-hmm. If he had actually left New York City, th- their hands were kind of tied, which I'm guessing he knew because he did go to New Jersey. Um, but anyway, so I was, he figured out somehow, and I think it was because it was the haircut place, either he saw them or something, but he ended up sending me an email and he said, I am going to kill you. He said, what? I know you are helping with the police. And I, at the time, was the best man at a wedding in London, which he was involved in all of the planning preparations for. In fact, he was going to be my date. Um, And he said, I'm going to kill you when you are in London at this wedding. Okay, now, is that a, I'm going to kill you, like, I'm going to kill you if you say anything, or like, I'm actually going to end your life? Well, at this point, um, I I had to assume the worst because so far it was the worst. Right. Right? I mean, this, this is so foreign to me. I didn't even know there were people out there it was mind-boggling that that this would even cross somebody's mind to do a to do what what was done, then let alone to threaten someone supposedly you care about, threaten their lives. I mean, this is the stuff you you watch on TV or maybe even hear about on podcasts. But um, you know, yeah, I, I, it was unfathomable to me. But so okay, I took so it very serious. I took it very serious. I hired security, yeah. okay. so now I have to tell my best friend. So I was getting married that I have to hire, I feel the need to hire security at the hotel. And so I hired security at the hotel and every guest had to be identified, had to submit a picture. They were, um, I was scared to death. I mean, honest to God, I I know it may seem absolutely ridiculous, but I didn't know what this guy was capable of. I mean, like I said, he had a four or five inch thick 
rap sheet, I guess, of, of, of things that he had done before. I didn't know. He wasn't American. He ended up fleeing the country. I had last I had heard that he was in London at the same time that I was. But needless to say, mm. I was not killed because I'm still here. Um, the wedding came to pass. And then the last email I got from him was, I still know where you are and I will kill you. And when was that? That was years ago. Knock on wood. Wow. Um, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, knock on wood. But this is an example where you can't believe that someone is capable of doing something. And then after you find out that they really are, then you say to yourself, well, that means they're capable of doing anything. And unfortunately, I'm in their line of sight. I'm in the crosshairs. So right. that, that's a well, you, yeah. terrifying situation. It's terrifying. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works. Not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing and I need to make split second financial decisions. And that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks and I trade options and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You gotta know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And Adam, yes. So this brings, this actually reminds me in a way, some identity-related crimes, many, sadly, are committed by people close to us. And it reminded me of um, Axton. Is it Axton? Axton. Uh, yeah, Axton Betts Hamilton, who... I mean, you remember the details of this better than I do. She was, but she was hacked by her mom. Yeah, basically, her mother stole her identity. Her comment mm -hmm. to us was, "I did not know for 19 years I was sitting across the table from my identity thief that she yeah. didn't even find out her mother was the one who stole her identity until her mother passed away, and her father found some credit card bills in a trunk uh, in right. the attic." And then it turned out she. Well, it was. It was. I remember this actually. It was in a little metal filing thing in a in a barn when they were moving, and it was when they were moving the dad. And then they figured out that not only the dad, her, but her, the dad, the grandfather, had all been been had identity theft um, done against them by the mom, and she had another family. No, she was living. She was living a double life. And, you know, one of the important facts of identity theft, a reality, a sad yeah. reality, is that an, a significant portion of identity theft occurs within the family unit. Children yeah. steal or from parents, parents steal from yeah. kids, people in relationships may steal the other's identity. 
uh, siblings may steal from each other. And it's tragic. And a lot of those cases are never reported because people don't want to rat out a member of their family. So they live with it. I had an aunt that went bankrupt after her son basically stole her identity and ran up an incredible amount of bills. And she refused to turn him in. And that was her get out of jail free card. She wouldn't turn him in and she ended up having to go bankrupt because she ended up paying the bills. Oh, my God. So I'm starting to feel like I'm in a, one of those Ingmar Bergman films where everyone has to go hang themselves in the red barn. And I and I would let's 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 just change the tone here a little bit, because what I would want to know is, you know, I want to talk about red flags. I want to talk about red flags because I Loki, I I identify with you a thousand percent. I have been a person uh, during my lifetime with a broken picker sometimes and or a bad picker. And so I've found myself in similar situations, not that situation, but similar situations where I'm like, Oi, how did this happen? And I just wonder, you know, how the, the, you know, there's no making that any better than it was. There's no, Voldemort is, you know, an, uh, an iconic character because of how much he sucked. So, you know, there's no, there's no unvoldemorting Voldemort. But, the, you know, there is the, the end of the movie, the end of the series, and then we can move on with our lives. And that's where, you know, a good, hearty conversation about red flags can, can be useful. And it sounded like in the beginning you said, like, you kind of gave me the answer, which gave me great hope, which was you said it's important to listen to friends. It's important to listen to the people around you when they're like, I don't like that guy. Is that a takeaway for me or for, for all of sure. us? It should be. It should be. I like I said, love is love is blind, and uh, so you walk into a relationship with the best intentions, right? Everyone's yeah, to fall in love, right. and so your heart is um, is a is a very powerful muscle in many regards, um, mm-hmm. and least of which is the love portion of the, what the muscle is capable of. Um, and your head sometimes the rational side of you gets put put aside. Um, because you want to believe in love so much, we all want to be cared for and cared about. Um, so we don't always have our own best interests at heart because we think we do. We think that other people that we yeah. might choose will. Um, hmm. Sorry, but um, but our friends, I always say this, I may not be rich in love, but I am rich in friends. And our friends um, definitely have our best interests if they're true friends. And I'm very lucky to have some very special people in my life, but I didn't listen to them. And I would encourage everyone to listen to their friends because the friends are there. They're your rocking chairs. They're the ones that are going to be there um, at death's bed. And um, they're the ones that you're going to grow old with. And they're the ones that are going to care about you. Not to say that your loved one, not to say that people who are better pickers than maybe though you and I are, but, um, or have been rather, you know, you got to listen to your friends. No, you're, you're definitely right about that. And in your case, It was, I mean, this is a crazy analogy, but it's true. It's like when a small rural county finds itself up against hackers that are state-sponsored hackers from Russia, you were a a giving, loving, open human being who fell for somebody who clearly had a very long rap sheet. They were an expert scammer. And it's like, it it wasn't a fair fight. Adam, you couldn't, so... So after, after six months of PTSD therapy, um, I mean, I would come home from work and I would have my back to the walls and I was deathly afraid that he had got somehow gotten into the apartment 
you know, I later find out from my door, from my building security that he was using the various exits and entrances. There were, he would never come through the same door twice. Um, you know, he was finding different ways around the building, which, you know, I'm like, next time that happens, can you let me know I'm on the lease? But, um, but six months of PTSD therapy. And I later run into a friend who I had known was his good friend. And I was deathly afraid of seeing that guy because I assumed anywhere he went, Voldemort would be not far behind. And he comes mm-hmm. up to me and he says, he did the same thing to a friend of mine in Australia. Wow. And I'm like, he left here and went to Australia? I mean, like, what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I was like, well, I, I don't really care. I don't, I I'm like, I can't even, I don't even want to think about this guy. So I'm like, I'll see you later. Sorry for your friend. Bye. I'm out of here. Um, but yeah, he was a serial scammer. Well, this is, he's a predator. Yes. And there yeah. are predators out there and, that's, that's why, believe it or not, one of the things that is very important is there are programs out there right now as part of identity monitoring programs that monitor the dark web. And they're also looking for likenesses and your name that may appear together. Uh, Travis, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. That's AI, yeah? Is it it's sort of an artificial intelligence um, program, Travis? Yeah, more or less. Um, they set it up just to make sure that you're not, um, that if you do happen to pop up all of a sudden, um, that they're able to, uh, you know, let you know before uh, someone's able to start using your identity. So with Loki these days, in the same situation, Loki, if he had that, which didn't exist when this happened, that, that service... Um, he might have had a fighting chance. Yeah, he might have. Um, I mean, it's worth investing in as a service, certainly. That's good to know. Listen, I, 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 whatever the service is, I mean, I've got a couple now. None, none that smart or intelligent. These are more after-the-fact kind of things. Um, I would say do yourselves a favor and, and you know, sign up for the best one that you can afford. I'm assuming they come with a price tag. I mean, I, I now even through my, my cell, my mobile phone provider, they offer because of the level of service I have, they also offer me uh, a program that notifies me of certain things. Take advantage of them because it's, it's over a decade and I'm still emotional here on the, on this on this recording right on this program um of course you are you i mean know, it's a, it's you, it doesn't matter how experience. deep they are you know you, you just don't really you don't fully recover no. from from that sort of thing it's it's not just identity theft but just like your life and you don't realize how important these aspects of your life are and what they can do to you or or the impact they can have on your family or you know you just don't know there are evil people out there and they can find you And the other point of this is that there are so many people that dismiss identity theft as, ah, somebody took over your credit card. They don't Mm -hmm. understand that there are forms of identity theft where, in the end, your life could be threatened. And it is unbelievably disrupting. It, It creates emotional upheaval. And it stays with you for a very, very long time. So, yeah. You know, Bo, you asked, you asked if, if, um, I thought he was serious about about his death threat. At the end of the day, he was a sociopath. Yeah. He had zero regard for. I mean, I learned this through PT, through my through my therapy. He had zero regard for authority. He had zero regard for society. Anything that he was doing was was just what he wanted to do. Um, and yeah. with that, all I could say is, if you're sociopathic, you don't care about the repercussions. Uh, I don't know. That's that's my take on a sociopath. 
I think that that's right. Adam, what's the service that you were talking about that can monitor the uh, various places that might be using an image? Well, it's called, when you get a credit and identity monitoring programs from the three major credit reporting agencies, as well as a number of third-party vendors, uh, yeah. look to make sure that they also have dark web monitoring. I mean, dark web monitoring will actually notify you when a sexual predator moves into your neighborhood. I mean, oh, the, wow. it's pretty granular as hmm. to as to what these scanning programs are looking for, and they're becoming more and more common, which is a good thing, uh, especially when you deal with people like this person who, frankly, is a locust. You know, and, and this person also is not, you know, I, I think, <laughs> speaking of Voldemort, if, if we stick with the Harry Potter thing, what, what the big lesson with Voldemort was Voldemort couldn't love and wasn't loved. And and you yourself said that you know you got to trust your friends and you're you're a blessing, and uh, he's he's a curse. So I think we just stick with the blessing. Well, listen, we 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 can't thank you enough for actually sharing your story with us. I know it was difficult and it's emotional, and you know what's so important about what you did and also what we try to do here is it can be cathartic in a very positive way, and it also helps people understand the dangers that are really out there that so many people aren't taking seriously. Yeah. So really, thank you for being courageous enough to stand up and talk about this. And Thank you for giving me the platform to do so. Um, I appreciate it. You, you, you did something that is so important in this threat landscape, this threat environment that we find ourselves in. And it, it, it is that you spoke you told your story, and we try here on what the hack to create a no shame zone. But you know, when it's about maybe getting a, you know scammed on when you're buying uh, something that is not actually for sale, it's a lot different than this. And so, I, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to thank you for opening yours, uh, your heart, and telling us the story. Well, you're you're certainly welcome. And if it helps someone, that's why I'm here. You know, I'm, that's why I'm presenting this information. Um, and I appreciate what you guys are trying to do or what you guys are doing rather. There's no trying, there's just doing. So um, thank you for doing what you do. Um, and thank you for giving me the platform to tell my story. And I apologize for being all emotional. No, I think you've truly expressed the true emotion that comes along with being violated like this because being a victim of identity theft is being violated. And it's so important for people to understand that. Thanks. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. What the Hack is a Loudtree Media production in partnership with Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. You can find What the Hack wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on social media and find additional information at adamlevin.com.